Hey guys, this is Kevin and Aisha Shelton with the Marriage and Real Estate Podcast. Where we navigate partnership, prosperity, and parenthood. This week's episode is sponsored by Blunt Wine Therapy. Blunt Wine Therapy utilizes localized honey to enhance health benefits and anti-aging properties. All wines are handcrafted and labeled by hand. You can find Blunt Wine Therapy at your local Total Wine and Spirits in the local wine section and tell them the Marriage and Real Estate Podcast sent you. You can find the product also online at www.bluntwinetherapy.com and on Instagram at Blunt Wine Therapy. All right, now that she's finished with all the, the, the actual information, I just want to say this wine is bomb. Go follow Blunt Wine Therapy on Instagram. Go to their website, buy the wine. Marriage and Real Estate Army, go out, buy blunt wine. Support the podcast by buying blunt wine. Because we need wine when you're married and have children. That's true. And in real estate. Hey, guys, this is Aisha Shelton. And this is Kevin Shelton. We're back. I look ruggedly handsome. Wow. That's how I wanted to start. I can't start like that. Give me a heads up at least. This is the Marriage and Real Estate Podcast. I'm going to be like you. Featuring the ruggedly handsome Kevin Shelton. I'll take it. I'll take it. Look, appreciate my confidence. Confidence appreciated. There we go. Thank you. So what are we talking about today, Mrs. Shelton? Hey, that's me. Mm -hmm. Okay, so today we're going to discuss, if I knew then what I know now, real estate investors. Oh, I like that. I like that title. Okay. You know I can come up with the titles, right? No, that works. Okay. If I knew then what I know now, real estate investor additions. So okay. um, I'm a huge proponent of learning from other people's mistakes as opposed to making them my own. I agree with that. I think you're the opposite of me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I, so I agree with you. I think a lot of time I don't realize, not realize what I'm doing I don't realize that although it's colored in a different way, it's still the same path. So Okay, so real estate investing is sexy. Everybody wants to do it, right? Mm -hmm. And TV makes it look so fun and easy, and it's where the money resides. Mm, sometimes. <laughs> um, but in true... Shelton fashion. I really like to be I, true Aisha Shelton fashion. It's just, <laughs> just making me. Stop separating I really from like me. to be right. I re, in true Shelton fashion, I really like for us to be authentic about our journey so that you guys can learn from us what we wish we would have known then, right? Yeah. So let's start with, you know, I don't know, this is episode, it's not that many episodes in. Um, however, if you didn't go back to episode one to follow our journey, Mm -hmm. We should start with where we started. So I'm going to politely ask you to not look at your phone I'm, and okay. engage with myself in the audience. I'm engaging with you in okay. the audience. Um, so where did we start and why? So we started off like most investors do. We educated ourselves. Well, let me take that back. Most investors that educate themselves start off kind of podcasts, books, the whole gambit. Mm -hmm. Um, going to real estate events, going to conferences, um, not trade shows, but local RIA groups, things like that. So that's where we started. We did. Um, and I think I'd like to say that we both had real estate 
investing aspirations. Mm -hmm. And again, I feel like we're the perfect complement in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. And that that theme kind of rings true within our marriage and our relationship. And so even with our real estate investing, we were the perfect complement, right? So Kevin had this skill and I had the book knowledge basically. So um, and you're you're really skilled at finding resources. So you can give me something and I'm like a dog with a bone, right? Like I just chase it down. So yeah. Yeah. That works. So I'm the ideator and he's the executor. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had all of these grand ideations of real estate investing. And Kevin had these grand abilities in, you know, real estate. With no knowledge, right? So I could do a bunch of stuff, but right. I couldn't put it all together. You could put together a bunch of stuff, but it just... I couldn't do it. it sit on I the table. Do it. Yeah. Just say I couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Yeah. So so together, we you, we are, you know, we've created K&A. what you see today. You yeah. you know, we, we've created K&A. And so it's the ideation and the execution happening. You no, know, so I think that when we first got started, the interesting part was real estate education teaches you to be much more complex than you probably actually need to be. Okay. So we're getting into the lessons. No, I was just getting into the story. So I was okay. kind of going down the rose colored path, right. Which will lead to the lessons, but right. we very much sip the Kool-Aid of the, you know, seminar real estate investor, right. When actually when you, when you first got the bug for investing in real estate, it was at a seminar where they wanted you to leverage your house. Oh, man. Yeah, so tell that story. Oh, I forget. I forget what the company was, but it was a well-known company, and they traveled the country educating real estate investors, mm-hmm. and they had a radio ad. So my, <laughs> it was an invitation, and they also encouraged you to invite a friend. So I just happened to be on the invite list. You know, my friend heard it on the radio, and she signed up. She didn't know who she would take, and then she took me. Um mm-hmm. And it was a three-day, all-day. Three-day seminar. You've how, heard it. how often have you heard no, three-day okay, seminar? No, okay, you've heard this model before, right? And I have to be completely honest, it was really good information. Like, yeah. I was soaking it all up. And I'm writing it down. And mind you, this is a whole business model, okay? It's an entire business model. So they gave so much value that when they came with their, with their like, pitch, Right. It was three days later. It was after they had given so much information. They were like, listen, if you want to be involved in this, we only have so many slots. Y'all know how it goes. Meet <laughs> us at the back of the room and sign up and sign up. And I was like, For this thousands me. of dollars. This is me. Right. Um, unsuspecting victim. Not really. Um, anyway, so we get it. We get to the table and we're talking about, you know, how much did you like it? Did it work out for you? Do you? Can you see yourself doing this? Well, hell yeah, I can see myself doing this. Can you see yourself making this kind of money? Absolutely, I can see myself <laughs> making this kind of money. Okay, well, how much money do you have? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no money. I, I, and I don't know, what was I like? I had to be all of... Weren't you getting your master's degree? I was like, yeah, but I still wasn't that old. I was like maybe 24, if 24 is not that old. Okay. And so... Anyway, super excited, but I had a house, mm-hmm. right? And they were trying to really figure out how we can get this money. Can you borrow it from? Can you pull it from your 401k? Do you own a home? Yes, I own a home. Well, let's mortgage that house so we can pay. I mean, and I think it was $20,000. Um, Imagine the things you can do with $20,000 actually investing in real estate. So I walked away from that and I, I didn't sign up for that program. <laughs> 
However, sad about it. the information kingdom builders, 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 something about kingdom builders. builders. I don't remember what the it name wasn't of it was. Builders. It had builders in the name. Anyway, it was a lot of valuable information. Don't put names out there because we don't know what people be doing. What? That was the name of the program. They were, they did it I don't it know, themselves. but some of those names are still, okay, continue. It's just business. Anyway, so so that was the itch that scratched, and then Kevin is tired, y'all. He keep yawning while I'm talking. I'm definitely tired, but that's I mean that was the itch that scratched, and then obviously, like everybody in the world, I loved HGTV, and I had dreams of HGTV life, which is fake as hell. But maybe we'll get into that. Today. And see, the funny thing about it is, I always knew that construction was fake. It was the numbers for me, right? So my my hangup was always understanding the financing structure mm -hmm. and how to actually own real estate. So you'd see HDTV and they're like, yeah, we bought this house for a million dollars and we put a hundred thousand dollars in it. <laughs> and then we sold it for $14 million. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, how do you get the million dollars to buy it? Is right. my question. Like, I, Do these people walk around with a million dollars in those seminars? And when we first started going to events together, we very much, went to those kind of predatory original events, right? I mean, we literally, there was a, a Houston-based RIA group that we were a part of, and they kept charging my debit card until I canceled that debit card. It was like $100 a year. It was a membership. And um, they hold seminars every weekend, and then they have their big three-day event, like every other month or whatever, and they're selling, you know, huge packages, which we know some people who were successful who started their careers in real estate investing yeah, yeah, yeah. so i mean it can work i think it's just a system where it can work you too you know what i mean so it's i was telling uh, another investor the other day all these principles can work independent of each other it's when you try to do every damn thing well, that don't work it doesn't work if you don't work yeah. Right. So regardless of if you're going to be a part of a twenty thousand dollar program or you're going to utilize the free information that's out here, you're only going to be as successful as the work that you put into it. Yep. And I think everybody wants the everybody accolades wants the, and everybody wants to do the fun part of it, but, but they don't the want to do the work. And if there's one thing that I know about real estate investing, you haven't won until you lost. Oh, that's true. That's a good way to put that. You have not won until you lost. Put so that on a t-shirt. If you're striking gold and you're striking gold and you're striking gold and you're striking gold. Um, that gold only lasts so long. One, it don't last long. And two, your real wins come in your losses. And I think the, the real wins come in not just the losses, um, but the losses lead to lessons, which, of course, you're alluding to. All them le losses? Lessons. Huh? <laughs> I was trying to do like a play on words, lessons. No, loss, I mean, loss. the losses equal lessons for sure. Yeah. But I think it's also in building up that callus on your mind to be able to lose. I, I still very, very vividly remember the first $5,000 we lost and how much shit you gave me about it. Like, Did I really? Yeah. That was a lot of money at the time. It was. Like, so it's just funny because it was like that. $1,700 we risked to build our house, which wasn't a loss at all. We we won on that one. So, but that teed up the $5,000, which teeds up the $20,000, which tees up the $30,000. Everything goes in progressions, right? So you have to callous your mind. You have to go through all those lessons in order to just have the bravery enough to try, right? Like, 
I wouldn't bet a million dollars when we first, I'm like betting $5,000 was everything. So <laughs> somebody like, yeah, I'm going to risk a million dollars on this $14 million deal. It's not just the, can you find a million dollars? It's if you do find a million dollars, is that worth risking it? Is that worth trying? Or do you want to save the million dollars you got and not cause yourself heartache by <laughs> flipping a house? Well, I mean, and that $5,000 at the time was our million dollars. Yeah, it was like, everything. Oh, this and is what you like, call, what was it, earnest money? Wait a minute. No, it was option. No, I, it was earnest. I remember when I put that damn deposit down, you're like, if this don't work, <laughs> <laughs> you were like, this don't work. We not do nothing else. Look, so our friend Don put a meme up, and it's not his meme, it was just a random meme, but he put a meme up that was like, when somebody uh, invests $500, they like, oh, I need you to know this is my life savings. If this, is this going to work? I'm going to have to kill you if this don't work. And the person who is uh, investing $50,000, they be like, uh, where do I see uh, Let money? me know. <laughs> like, let me know if it works out. It's so true. It's so true. The the least amount of money you're, you're putting out, the more tightly you hold on to well, it. Well, let me say this too, though. That same investor, like for me, when we were taking, when we started taking investments, that $500, I would be like, and, and, sure. and protect it because I feel the same way, even dealing with lots more money than that, I still have that same feeling. So that same $5,000 we lost, I'm like, all right, I don't want to lose nothing else. You know what I mean? And that same $500 that investor invested, like this is my life savings. I treat that. 50,000, 100,000, same way. No, I agree. But, and and we, again, another good example of the balance because I feel like this is a game that is risky, yep. right? And so if you're going to put your money up, and I'm talking about me for my money, like yeah. that I'm putting my money at risk, but the more, the higher the risk, the higher the reward, little risk, little reward, right? And so if I'm, I'm, I'm betting, I'm putting it on a safe bet, you yep. know, as safe as can be, um, then that's the direction that you that, I, that I want to go in. Yeah. Um, so, so that's how we started. Um, so let's kind of, I think everybody knows where we are, right? So let's jump into the lessons. Let's go. So if you had to put one kind of keystone lesson on the first, first couple of deals, first couple of years in real estate, what was the biggest lesson you learned? Because I, I have one vividly in my mind and this one you taught me, so. Uh, okay, so this is, and I'm sure I'm way off track with what you got in your mind, but I'm not playing the guessing game. I'm not trying to figure out what's in your mind. Um, I have to think about it from the perspective of, you know, couples investing, husband, mm -hmm. husbands and wives. And being on the same page, in my opinion, is of the utmost importance. And so you'll have one person that's in your marriage that is the igniter. Mm -hmm. And you, we've talked about this in the stabilizer podcast before, the igniter. stabilizer and igniter. You'll have that one person that's the risk taker, that's ready to go, that, you know, is launching into real estate and want to put your life savings on the line. And then you'll have that other person who's more cautious and you guys need to come to a, a very clear understanding mm -hmm. of this is what we're going to do. And this is what we're putting at risk. And I need you to be all in here. A meeting of the minds. Or, or, all, or we're all out. 
Yeah. Right. So when so if and when we lose, which you you got to lose at, at some, some point, point. you yeah. have to lose at some. That's that's another caveat. That's another you have to lose here. at some point that you, you can't really be mad because you got buy in. But what happens is you have one spouse who just kind of risks it all. And then the other spouse is pissed when you lose and it's trouble in paradise. And then they go, you come take, come take my house. <laughs> what was that on? I was uh, at our house, darling, oh. when we lost. <laughs> that's exactly what that was. Uh, that, that's and a rendition of Aisha. We laughed today, but that was oh, not shit. funny then. It was not funny at all. So, okay, what's the one that sticks so out in your this mind? This is the biggest lesson you taught me, right? Uh, it's actually, it breaks down to two. Stop doing the things that don't pay you. Mm-hmm. And it's not how, it's who. Right? Mm-hmm. And I'll break that down. So stop doing the things that you don't pay uh, that don't pay you. As a real estate investor, it's really, really easy to get caught up in real estate investing and not actually making any money. Right? You're prospecting, you're looking at deals, you're putting earnest money deposits down on stuff that ain't never gonna work. Like you're spending a lot of time spinning your wheels and not focusing on what could be the most profitable business model for you. And we spent years doing a lot of things to simplify our lives down to what we did best. And I would probably start that earlier, right? Like it took us a lot of lessons to get there to go, okay, here's where we get the most bang for our buck. Here's where we enjoy it the most. We get the most time back or it's the most rewarding and we make the most money. Let's just do that versus to say we're investing, we got this over here, we got this over here, we're checking all these boxes, but all those boxes don't make nowhere near the amount of money you can make if you just focused on one or two boxes. That's true. Um, everybody that gets into real estate investing, what's the lowest bar of entry thing that you could do that it has everybody all starry-eyed wholesaling? Yep. And I mean, I we've spent our wheels on wholesaling. Yeah, we spent we've thousands spent of dollars, dollars on marketing, on wholesaling, marketing, had and following ads, the sent programs. Out postcards. Yeah, um, had seller calls. Low bar of entry, extremely high amount of work, typically with very low results. That's not to say that there aren't some wholesalers that are killing it because they are. But I swear to God, if it were a jar of M&Ms of people who are killing it and people who are not killing it, the jar who are killing it will be bare. Mm-hmm. But they're going to teach you everything they know. And that's a whole nother income you know stream for them. Like? It's like the jar at uh, the Carnival Estate Fair. And it's got a whole lot of stuff in it. Right. So they got the big rocks. Mm-hmm. And then you got the the little rocks the pebbles and then you got the, the sand, sand. Mm-hmm. you got whatever so the people who win in are the big rocks absolutely everybody else is the sand and the yep. small rocks and whatever and that don't mean you don't get some deals but the people who are really killing it are the people who that's their full-time focus years in down job yeah, right yeah. um and we decided to focus on the things that we can be the big rocks in versus being the sand in everybody else's jar yeah True. So, you so know. So the second lesson, um, it was stop doing the things that don't pay you. And then it was, it's not how, then who, right? For a long time, I felt not only because I have the skills as a contractor, but because I just enjoy building things that I had to do every single aspect of a project. I got to hang the fans. I got to be at the house till three in the morning. I got to do all these other things. 
And that is not the highest and best use of my time. Oh, that sounds familiar. It does. Who says that? You. She does. So (laughs) the impact to my family, the impact to our marriage, the impact to my peace and sanity. I was I was causing harm to myself by just trying to do everything else. So our first couple of projects and I'm running around thinking I'm saving money and I'm causing myself strife and hardship and heartache trying to be everybody's Joe Blow contractor or trying to do every kind of project mm-hmm. instead of focusing on what I can do oh so well and then finding the vendors and the resources to help me achieve that. Yep. So those are my my big, big lessons. Those are your big, big lessons? Yeah, yeah. yeah That's those are, it? No, it's not it, but I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying those are the two pivotal lessons from my first couple of years. I've learned lots along the way. Yeah. Um, no, I guess now that you're more established and proficient in your career, what lessons would you give to maybe couples who want to go down the path that we we're down with, you know, building and realtor work and all that good jazz? Okay. So one, this very complimentary, highly complimentary business model definitely works out in our favor. It does. Um, we, uh, I'd, I, I suggest it. Right. <laughs> Especially if you have a, a super capable spouse and that doesn't have to be your husband. We have another friend. She's yeah. the she's the brawn yep. behind the, the operation. So she's running projects and numbers and that kind of stuff. And, and her, her husband, husband supports, supports her. her. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's a great dynamic. So it doesn't have to be, you know, the man is the builder and the yep. woman is the. But I, I certainly would suggest that you operate in your Synergy in your in your synergy, but operating your strengths. Right. So figure out what your partner is good at and find out where y'all can go in that regard and then vice versa. Right. Mm -hmm. Operating your strengths, because for the longest time, one of the lessons that we learned is that we tried to do we didn't identify what our strengths were. And I was trying to do stuff that was Kevin's job. And Kevin was trying to do things that, you know, he wasn't so great at. And once we identified what those two things were, it was like, okay, this your lane, this my lane. And there was also more harmony in not only in our business, but in our marriage. More peace. Yeah. Like once we define roles, we could walk into our shoes instead of walking in each other's shoes. So, yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. I I was telling another couple uh, or the husband the other day who she's licensed, he's an investor. And he was telling me, uh, he said, yeah, do you guys know any, uh, investor friendly brokerages? Because my wife really wants to focus on working with investors. I was like, uh, uh-uh, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, don't do that. And I explained to him why I said, now her working on your deals as investors. Great. Yes. Her spinning her wheels for other investors, don't do that. It will not yield. Like if, if y'all want to create an income being a realtor, your bread and butter should not be working with investors. No, no. Like it's not a part of the model. That's not how the system works. No, but it sounds good though. Oh, it does. Right? Um, and they like, thought it was it would be the best way to learn investments. I said, that's not how investors treat realtors. Yeah. Like that's how you'll treat your wife, right? So y'all are analyzing deals together and maybe looking at, but that's y'all investing. That's not an investor calling you up saying, hey, I got 15 houses, uh, run the comps on every single one of them, go show my crew to them, and then uh, give me the numbers back, see if the the seller will take $0 and take your commission and put it in the pot too to make my deal sweeter. Right, yeah. That's a different thing. Um, Oh, you know what's a a good one? People always think that they need to be a real estate agent to learn about real estate investing. 
those are two very different things and you do not need to be a real estate and you will not learn how to be an investor by being a real estate agent. As a matter of fact, most of the real estate agents that I know that went down the real estate agent path first say they wish they knew they wish they were investing instead of being an agent. So they see the money that people are making. They see that the money that the investors are making when they flip and when they develop and they go, man, I, I should have I done one. this earlier. Which is it's funny because you were flipped. You were an investor and then moved into a realtor. Mm -hmm. It actually made it easier. So you came into realtor work much more experienced than your average everyday realtor with a pipeline of business right. because you were an investor first and because we develop, which is the, the key. That's the win for sure. I mean, I, I do pretty good by myself, but I do amazing together. I mean, but it, with yeah. the, you know, with the deals that I. No, get. I'm just saying it's all the the beauty of it all is it all feeds the same household and it all is all using our same brand. So I can work with you in your business. You work with me in my business. You, you know, technically are my boss. So that works for me. I don't really it don't really feel like I'm your boss the way you be acting. Okay, I'm sorry. You gonna whip me in shame? I'm just saying that you act like you the boss. Like I don't own the company, you know. I mean, you can own the company if you don't have an operator. What kind of company would you have? I'm gonna find a new operator. Okay, go ahead. It doesn't exist. You gonna, you gonna have a lot of issues. I'm just saying. Look, uh, nobody issue. Oh, thank you, Doc. Dead ass, like. Oh, see. You don't exist. You you are mine. I'll take it. You're I'll an anomaly. You. you look so cute with your rosy cheeks. See, now we being all couple you know, extra. You don't like that on the podcast. You want us to be professional. We could be both as long as, you, <laughs> as long as you're not crass. I'm cool. Okay. I'm going to be 100% a gentleman because I'm rugged, rugged handsome. Rugged handsome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank yeah. you. From the, from the crowd, I get the rugged handsome. <laughs> um, let's see, see, when I'm rugged handsome, I got to just hold myself up. I sit up straighter. I turn my head slower. <laughs> I'm gonna be a mess. When I get my ass to shape, I'm gonna be a mess. I'm gonna come to the podcast. I'm, I'm pre-warning the audience. Shirt off. Marriage and real estate tatted on my chest. I'm just like, no. I'm just, you know what? I'm appreciating myself because I have successfully for the last 25 days done something for fitness that I had not done in my entire adult life. So. And I am very proud of you. Thank you. And thank you, thank you, thank you. I need to join the club. Hey Amen. Jump in the water, it's nice and warm. Or I just might take the easy way out. <laughs> <laughs> and they gonna be looking at you, uh, that's how they were talking about Drake on The Breakfast Club. They say Drake got surgery. Oh, did he? And he in the gym faking it. <laughs> so he in the gym like. Listen, I plan like, to be in the gym faking it as well. You gonna be so one of them ladies wait. in workout clothes, like yeah. instantaneous body and then like. I mean, I'm gonna start working out before so you won't be able to tell the difference. Like two You'll be weeks, like, man, two it weeks happened. And she did it. Like, oh man, she dropped <laughs> 40 pounds in two weeks. Anything could happen. Uh, uh, what's the I total not, life changes? I did not plan to tell my secret, but anyway. I, that's on you. You can't blame me. You always say, and I say too much on the podcast. Uh, this time it was all you, darling. Your hair looks so nice. Thank you. Oh, but wait until next time. Oh, will you have it for next time? I'll see. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. But you can't do nothing with it, right? Like, you can't, like, pull it or touch it. <laughs> I'm just asking. <laughs> In a professional way. I'm just asking, can you pull it? What happened to the... See, you always get me off track. 
I, when I sit in this chair, my thoughts are, we're going to have a succinct conversation. We're going to give this audience value. And somehow, some way, you just throw in your curveball of... Leo. That's all you need to know. Jesus Christ. So, the lessons. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. We're getting... We're getting there. So to sum it up, we're going to give you guys five tips for every new investor to use to get started investing, but also to learn from the Sheltons on what not to do or what to do for that matter. So bust it down. What you got? Number one, know your numbers. Know your numbers. So this is literally from learning about how to actually calculate a deal, what a deal looks like, what your construction numbers are, what your financing numbers are. Learn how to know your numbers. Learn how to calculate your numbers. Or partner with someone who knows the that numbers. Is, um, because true. Kevin is definitely the numbers person and I'll be in space like, oh, yeah, that'll work. <laughs> um, but it's important to know your numbers. And I think know your numbers can be twofold. Know your numbers can be know your numbers on your deal. Yep. Know your numbers in your business. So Kevin yep. is the deal numbers person. I am and I'm, not the business numbers I'm person. the business numbers person, right? So. Kevin is like, we gonna make this much on a project, and he running all the numbers. And I said, well, what a profit! What's at? the net of the project? <laughs> and where is the profit? So know your numbers. All right. So, number two, build relationships, and that's your skill. That's what you do oh so well. Build relationships. So uh, again, this has so many branches to it, but building relationships are building relationships with good vendors and contractors. Yep. And you do that by seeing the work that they do out in the field and just kind of poach them. Yep. Uh, that's Kevin's. That's Kevin's philosophy. Always walk job sites and poach contracts. Build relationships with people. They are your potential investors and supporters. Yep. Um, and build relationships. In my with opinion. Go ahead. I was going to say vendors like title companies and banks and financiers like you need those folks on the back end to help you actually get the deal closed. Yep. So number three, find your niche. Yeah. So this took us probably the longest time to really do in the scale down to to niche down, as you said. And actually, I think you read a, a really good book or article that that talked about it. The riches are in the niches. Mm -hmm. Right. So. Find what you do better than most and focus on that. Or just remember this too: you, if you're buy, if you're selling a house, you only need one person to buy a house. Yep. If you're selling a product, you only need one person to buy the product. The benefit is there's thousands of millions of people out here, and all you need is if I got 100 people paying me ten thousand dollars each, that's my niche. Yep, that is right? true. Right. So find your niche. Number four. Build a team. So. This is the internal team. These are the people you work with, right? So Kevin and Aisha are a team. Uh, the extension of us is the people who work with us, the people who um, not only help power the businesses that we operate, but also are our number one supporters, whether that's our investors or whether that's our um, banking partners. So you got to build those relationships to ultimately form a team. And, and that team is how you take stuff down. Before before we had a team of other people, our team was our CPA. Yep. Our team was you our, know, our banker. Our team was our attorney. That's that's your team. Even when you're starting, you need to find those people for your business. Yep. Number five. Big five. Big five. Last Be in agreement. but not least, be in agreement because in real estate, you might lose money. 
and you want to <laughs> make sure you want to make sure that she signed up for it. I mean, he signed up for it. <laughs> so I mean, they signed up for it. Make sure they signed up for it. So we used to say something early in our marriage and we haven't said it in a very long time. But the dream don't work unless the team work. So literally, you got to be in agreement. If your team don't work, dream ain't going to happen. So be in agreement in all that you do. Yeah. So that's our big five. That's our big five. And I think that's the best way to close it out. So this is Kevin and Aisha. But I had something else to say. Uh, what else you got? I was just going to say start. Oh, that's true. Because right? if you don't start, none of this matters. All of this means nothing. So jump out there. Try some stuff. Try some stuff. But focus on those five points. True. All right. So this has been the Marriage and Real Estate Cap Podcast. Take us out, uh, fine and handsome, or whatever you're calling yourself today. Fine and handsome, <laughs> rugged handsome. Rugged handsome. And Take I gotta it away. go like this. Take it away, rugged handsome. Well, this has been the Marriage and Real Estate Podcast. Rugged handsome and beautiful. We out. Thank you.